0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marcus Mosier, and you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We're taping this on Tuesday afternoon live from Myrtle Beach. We're not in the studio today, so I apologize if you hear some extra background noise or the ice cream truck going off in the background or people slamming doors because we're doing this in my hotel room. But I wanted to bring you guys the latest news at a cowboy camp I'm with the team's first preseason game just two days away. Wanted to talk about some of the notes that I've gathered from a few different people that have been at Cowboys camp over the last uh, few weeks. Last night, uh, I had a friend who works in the NFL who has been at Cowboys camp. He actually texted me some of his notes from camp, and I want to go ahead and share them with you today. So I've got eight notes. I posted these on Twitter, so you can go look at on Twitter, at Marcus underscore Mosier, to see some of these notes, but we're going to kind of talk about some of them on the podcast today. The first one is that Andy Jones is having a great camp. He's significantly ahead of Noah Brown, the Cowboys' seventh-round pick in camp. Now, I don't think that's that surprising, considering a few different factors. Considering that Andy Jones is the guy that was on the Cowboys practice squad all last season. We talked about him on this podcast before about how he has had a good camp so far. He's been beating some of those other younger corners such as uh, Chidobe Uzie and uh, Marquez White and Leon McFadden. He's kind of had his way with those guys. The other thing is... Noah Brown, and when the Cowboys drafted Noah Brown, they, they knew from the get-go that this was a guy that was going to take some time to develop in the NFL. This is a guy that's going to need a lot of seasoning and probably needs to be on the practice squad for at least a year before he can really compete for a job. So it doesn't surprise me that Andy Jones is having a great camp. What it does surprise me is how great of a camp he's having. I've been told that he's been pushing uh Terrence Williams and Bryce Butler. And don't be surprised that the Cowboys are forced to create a roster spot for Jones because he's just been that good in camp. They believe that he can fill in multiple positions. He's got experience playing out of the slot. He's got the size to play on the outside. And that the Cowboys absolutely do not want to lose Andy Jones to another team. They don't think they would be able to slide him on the practice squad. And we're going to see him in, in preseason. And I expect that you're going to see a ton of Andy Jones on Thursday night against the Cardinals. But he's having a great camp so far. Noah Brown a little further behind. But that's expected because of how raw he was coming out of Ohio State. Remember, he had just 34 career catches. Just turned 21 years old. Still has to learn how to use his body. Uh, right now, he has a very limited route tree, and while that's not necessarily a bad thing, because we've talked about it on this podcast before on how a route tree doesn't need to be diverse in a sense. As long as you can run two or three routes, you'll be okay. It's just everything else that comes with being a receiver Noah Brown is still getting used to. Our next note, no one has been able to cover Cole Beasley in camp. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been saying this all camp. Uh, I've only seen one rep in which Cole Beasley lost, and that was a drop pass from him on Monday night's practice. Other than that, nobody can cover him. He's just too quick out of the slot. He's too good of a route runner. He knows how to find empty spaces. I just don't see any way that uh, somebody can cover him one-on-one. A best The best strategy to stop Cole Beasley is to play a lot of zones, but we know how good Beasley is at finding his zone. So expect another big year from Beasley. Uh, I thought last year he really found a nice role for the Cowboys. He had uh, he had eight games over 50 yards, and he had eight games with at least four catches. So this is a guy that the Cowboys obviously like. They're obviously going to try to get him the ball more, and I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to get closer to 80, 85 catches this upcoming season. Our next note, Orlando Skandrick is this team's best cornerback and it's not even close. When I read that, I actually wasn't surprised when you look at who they have at their cornerbacks and we'll go through them right now. Nolan Carroll, uh, while I think he is a okay corner. he's kind of a journeyman. he's got the size to play on the outside, but this isn't a this isn't a corner who has ever been elite in any of the sense of the word. You've got Anthony Brown, who is in his second year, who is competing, um, and I like Anthony Brown. I think he can be a really good number two corner in the league. You have Chadobi Wuzier, who's having a great camp. However, he is going up against Bryce Butler, Andy Jones, uh, you know Noah Brown, those type of receivers, rather than Des Bryant and Terrence Williams. Jordan Lewis has not practiced yet. He got hurt in his only uh, in his only practice. He was in about one and a half drills, and then he had to bow out. And Marquez White having a nice camp, but he has no Orlando Skandrick. Skandrick is finally healthy. Uh, Last year, he might have been 60%, but the Cowboys were kind of forced to put him out there anyways. Uh, He was their best slot corner. He wanted to be out there. He felt like he was letting the team down if he wasn't on the field. This year, you can see that he's healthy. Uh, He's got his quickness back. Two thousand. I believe it was 2015 he played. He missed the entire season because of an ACL injury. You can see that he's healthy now. Uh, His confidence is up, and he's playing at a really high level. I expect him to be the corner that covers Odell Beckham in the team's first game against the Giants. One more, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Pump the brakes on Rico Gathers. He's still a long ways away from ever competing or contributing, excuse me, In the NFL, he has to watch his temper. Uh, We'll talk about that temper thing in a second, but I agree with pumping the brakes on Rico. I I think he is a fantastic talent, and I think he's got the ability to play in the NFL, but I think people who were assuming that he was going to be a big role in the Cowboys' offense this year were a little bit too optimistic. This is a guy that is still learning how to play the position, and there are players ahead of him that are just better. Jason Witten is obviously going to play about 99% of the snaps for the Cowboys. If James Hanna is healthy, he's probably the team's second tight end as he has the versatility to be a blocker, a receiver. He can play H-back, fullback. He can play in line. He can play out of the slot. They like Hanna as that number two tight end. Jeff Swaim is a more natural receiver who the Cowboys think has a little bit more blocking ability uh, maybe right now than Rico, and then Rico at, at, as the fourth tight end. I think the goal for the Cowboys is to see how far along Rico is in preseason. And I think there's a chance that Rico could be cut when the season starts. Because if they need to go longer on the defensive line or at cornerback, it's going to be awfully hard to justify keeping a fourth tight end on the roster who's not active on game days. Whether they can sneak him back onto the practice squad remains to be seen but i just don't believe that he's going to be a big factor for the cowboys this season i know a lot of people are expecting him to be the tight end of the future and maybe the number 1 tight end as soon as 2018 i just don't see that his temper is a problem uh, there's been there was a rep i uh, believe yesterday that was shown by a couple of the guys uh, out of oxnard of Rico losing in a one-on-one snap or a one-on-one rep against Kyle Wilber through his helmet, and the coaches got after him. That's not an occurrence that just happened once in Dallas. He actually has had a couple times where uh, he's gotten frustrated and the coaches had to get after him. So if he can't keep his cool in practice, how is he going to keep it in the games? How are they going to trust him on game day? We'll see what happens, Uh, but I, I agree with The scouts, you need to really temper your expectations on Rico Gathers. We're going to take a quick break to talk to you about our new friends at CESNI. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That is until you meet the CESNI Premier Realty Group. The professional and experienced real estate agents of the CESNI Premier Realty Group provide service that is second to none. Focused on building personal relationships with their clients, CESNI Premier Realty Group Realtors seek to understand their clients' needs and wants to ensure those needs and wants are met every time and will strive to provide a hassle-free buying and selling experience as they assist their clients with all of their real estate needs. No matter the situation, they're here to help. So if you or someone you know is buying, selling, or relocating, if you are struggling with the possibility of a short sale or foreclosure, the Sesney Premier Realty Group knows that you deserve the best and will make sure that you get the best. If you're currently if you currently need or think you will have real estate needs in the future, contact the Sesney Premier Realty Group directly at 469-672-6987. That's 469-672-6987. You can also visit their website at www.yourdfwhomesolution.com. All right, let's get back into the notes from the scout. Next one. Bryce Butler is having a nice camp. Feels more comfortable in the offense. A much improved route runner. This one is absolutely true. Uh, Butler has had a great camp so far. Very few mental mistakes. um, Very few drops playing like the talent that he is. I remember this is one probably the fastest guy in the roster. Um, however, I'm just not that optimistic that this is a guy that is going to break out at the age of 27 in his fifth year in the NFL. While Butler is always he's always been this freakish talent, I want to remind you that he's never had a 400 yard receiving season in his NFL or college career. He played four years in college, three at USC, one at San Diego State, and then, I believe, three years in Oakland and two years in Dallas, and this will be his sixth year in the NFL. He's never had a 400-yard receiving season. He's only had 12 career touchdowns in his last, I believe, nine seasons in the NFL. Maybe it's click for Butler. Maybe everything is going to be fine, and maybe he's going to— push Terrence Williams for snaps, I'm just not optimistic that that's going to happen this year. It just just doesn't seem like, it seems like we should already have seen his breakout season by now. If if he hasn't broken out um, by his fifth season in the NFL, then we're probably not going to see it. Next one's a real short one. (laughs) Rod Smith is the team's third running back, no doubt about it. Uh, You see it every time in practice. Rod Smith is running ahead of Alfred Morris in drills. And a lot of that is because of his versatility. They love that Rod Smith can play special teams. Alfred Morris cannot. They love that uh, uh, Rod Smith can catch the ball out of the backfield. Alfred Morris cannot. They love that he can block. Alfred Morris cannot. So you're seeing that Rod Smith, a younger, cheaper version uh, of – or just a better version of Alfred Morris at this point in his career is probably going to team be the team's third running back. If Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended for two, three, four games, I suspect the Cowboys keep Morris on the active roster and then cut him as soon as Elliott is reinstated. But I'm excited to see what Rod Smith can do. I think you'll see a ton of him in the preseason. You'll probably also see a bunch of Ronnie Hillman. So for you, DFS players out there, make sure that you take a look at Ronnie Hillman and Rod Smith. Last two. Ezekiel Elliott has put his head down and worked hard in every practice. Haven't heard a peep from him. He's focused, as he should be. With all the off-field stuff that's going on right now, the best thing for Elliott is just to keep his mouth shut, practice, and don't say a word. Um, I don't think anybody's ever questioned Zeke's. Uh, ability to play on the field or his practice habits he's not he's not a guy that you have to worry about when he's on the field that's whenever he's out of practice and out of the facility is that when you worry about zeke but it's encouraging to hear that zeke's ready for the season from what i've told he's in even better shape he's more prepared for this season and as soon as he gets into the game cowboys are prepared to give him 25 30 touches per game and our last one uh, is about the cowboys new right tackle lyle collins Lyle Collins will likely play a lot in preseason. Has to use his feet better to compensate for his shorter arms. Now Collins hasn't been challenged in practice too often, partly because most of his snaps have come against Taco Charlton, and he's buried Choc- Taco every single time. However, there's still a lot that needs to be cleaned up for Collins, and that's to be expected. This is a guy that hasn't played college or hasn't played tackle since college, um, and is adjusting to a new spot. So, I don't. I don't think there's any reason to worry about Collins. I think ultimately the Cowboys are going to get him ready to go. Uh, I think he's going to have to learn how to play with better technique and better control. However, his he, he, I think he has a, a great chance to be a much better player uh, against the run than Doug Free. I mean, this is a guy that his physicality and toughness and his mean streak— are going to allow him to bury defensive linemen pretty regularly in the NFL. So I'm, with Collins, I'm kind of preaching patience. Don't stress out about how he looks in the first four games. It might be a struggle. You might panic. You might want them to go out inside and tackle or move Chaz Green back to that spot. I think in the long run, by the end of the season, you're going to see that moving Collins to right tackle was the right decision for the Cowboys. That's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review if you choose. We'll be back tomorrow talking about what to look for in the Cowboys' first preseason game against the Cardinals. Make sure you find us on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys, or you can just tweet at me at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear your thoughts about uh, the first game, what you're looking for, what you're excited about. Again, I apologize for the sound. I know it's not the greatest. We'll be back in the studio next week talking about the practice, games, all that kind of stuff. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow. the list.